With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yes, well, it's not all about uh, the Easter eggs, the chocolates uh, this weekend. There is plenty of sport on, which includes a feast of netball. Uh, and that uh, starts uh, on Saturday with the Stars uh, against the Pulse at the Pullman Arena. That's at 7.15. It's uh, an interesting ANZ Premiership at the moment. Uh, the Mystic and, Mystics and the Stars at the top, but sitting at the bottom, uh, the once proud Southern Steel, and they have issues. So we'll try and sort through that uh, with Courtney now. Good morning to you, Courtney. Lovely to have you on the show. Morning, Smithy. How are you, my friend? I'm very, very good. Um, and keenly interested in talking uh, some of the netball with you because uh, there's... Uh, Four matches uh, over the course of uh, three days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, uh, beginning with the Stars against the Pulse. Now, the Stars won this matchup by uh, eight last time around, but the Pulse have been there or thereabouts in so many games, Courtney. They have, and they're pretty much hurting right now. I think there's about four matches where they've gone oh so close, especially on the weekend, losing two, especially when they were up and winning. For me, I think it's a fitness thing and they're running out of ticker towards the back end of games. They goal attack Tiana Matudo, who was on track to be the MVP uh, on Monday night and she was shooting at 100% for the first half. In the second half, she only, the second, sorry, the third quarter, she only put up three from four goals and in the last quarter, she put up zero goals, which is unheard of for a goal attack. And so for me, I think they've just been, I don't know if it's something they haven't done in pre-season, they haven't hit that hard enough and it's too late now coming into this season. But for me, I think they're just running out of legs in the back end of games and they're paying for it, losing by these very close margins and they've been leading for most of the match. Yeah, very, very interesting, actually. You talk about the goal-shooting side of it. Not been an issue, though, for the Stars. Uh, Maya Wilson in particular, her numbers have been amazing. Yeah, Maya has been outstanding and we know it's a World Cup year so a lot of players are starting to put their hands up already but she's a real go-to for the Stars but the whole Stars attacking in like you've got Mila Rooley Buchanan and Gina Crampton in the midcourt they're the top feeders of the whole ANZ so they really made I think the tactics defence on the weekend look average because you just don't know where these balls are coming in from and you've got Maya who's so strong and Amorangi Malesala she stepped up her game in the goal attack position, took a little bit of pressure off Maya, and it really gave the tactics defence too much to think about, and they didn't know how to stop the Stars. So I think the Stars, they'll be way too strong for the Pulse this weekend. OK, well, in the long term, we, this was uh, round six we're talking about now, round six of 12. As we look at the table now, the Stars are three points behind the Mystics. Do you see them overtaking them? Yes, I do, actually. I think, and the Mystics are without their captain, Salou Fitzpatrick, at the moment. Uh, she suffered an injury last weekend. Uh, they, the Mystics, they're good without her, but they're better, obviously, with their captain. So, for me, the Mystics, they'll still be there, and they'll still sit at the top because they are so strong. But I think it might be another uh, grand final of the Auckland teams, even though we're only halfway through, but both of them are looking very strong. But I think the stars, for me, across the board, their depth and the way they're playing at the moment, I think that they'll start edging out the mystics. 
Right, let's uh, look at uh, the second game of the weekend, which is in uh, Rotorua, and that is uh, the Magic hosting the Mystics. Now, this is a rematch of uh, the Round 3 Extra Time Thriller, where uh, the Magic ended up being one-goal winners. Uh, how do you see this one panning out? I'm really looking forward to this one because I'm not sure if the Magic are like the Mystics bogey team where they always just seem to get them. This happened uh, with them last year as well. And the momentum that the Magic have, they've got real confidence after beating the Poles, especially in those tight situations. They know they can do it. Bailey Mez, she's been on fire this year at goal attack for them alongside Amelia and Ekinacio. And I think people are starting to think, is that a possible Silver Fern selection with them two in the shooting circle? So I think the Magic... They'll take it to the Mystics, but I think the Mystics, they'll be too strong. They will be still hurting from that loss that you spoke about. And then they've got, obviously, Grace Wicked down there. And I think the Mystics will go into this one knowing that the Magic are kind of the team that always seems to get one up over them. So I think the Mystics will uh, head to Rotorua with a lot of confidence that they can beat the Magic and they'll really take it to them. Uh, Amelia Ann Ekanasio, uh, who's captaining the Magic, of course, is calling for greater consistency. Uh, where do you think they're sort of letting themselves down, the Magic? For me, it's almost like they've got a few new players in a, in a new position. So for me, they're not quite gelling, right? And so they're still trying to figure out who their wing attack is, which is crucial, not only on attack, because you need to be able to feed both shooters, which means that uh, Amelia Rand and Bailey Mezzers, their work rate has to go up if they don't have a strong wing attack. But then also, when they turn over the ball, it puts a lot of pressure defensively on the whole team, and so it's almost like everyone else is compensating. So for me, I think the Magic is still figuring out who their starting seven is, and by doing so, it's just created, I think, a little bit of untrust or a little bit of uncertainty through the team. And they go through these patches, these little lulls, and it takes them a while to get back out of it. So that's it for me, which I think Mills is talking about. Those inconsistencies when there are changes being made or when they're not quite uh, doing what they need to do, that's when the other teams manage to get runs on them. Um, Michaela Sokolic uh, Beetson is uh, having to perform the stand-in captaincy role for the Mystics at the moment. Uh, how do you think she's uh, getting through that? Yeah, look, she's great. I was down at that match in Dunedin when they played this deal, and she's really good. And even if Sulu was out there on court, Michaela is very, very vocal. And so with Sulu gone, uh, I guess Michaela, she went up another notch if it's uh, even possible. But I thought that she was really, really good for them. She led by example. She stands up when they need to, and she really wears that captain's bib with honour. So I think she is doing a really good job for them, filling in for Sulu, who is big shoes to fill. Well, if there's a threat to the two uh, northern teams at the moment, it is the tactics, and uh, they're up against the steel. Uh, 4pm, Christchurch Arena, and uh, last time uh, they played this, the... the um, the, the tactics got a, a, a real hiding now. Uh, sorry, the steel got a real hiding, and that's been the trend of their season. It's been it's been awful to be fair. Now this is a this is a franchise, uh, Courtney. As you say, you've spent some time down there, uh, which was once proud, and they had it was like a bastion. You had to break down there in Invercargill. What is happening? Yeah, it's a tough season for the Steel. I think they and everyone else knows it's going to be a long season. So in pre-season, they lost George Fisher there. English import who is their star shooter and I believe they replaced her very quickly and when you lose a player like that you have to replace them with someone who's just as good or thereabouts and I think um, they replaced her too quickly and they got a set of 
Fortuna Bay, who is a good player. But for the stars, she was probably only ever going to be on the bench and come on every now and again. She was really a training partner. So to replace the English international shooter who shoots, I mean, if they're still going to shoot the goals in a game, George Fisher would have shot 55 of them. So to replace her with a player who was really only a training partner for another team, it's a huge hole to fill. It's a huge loss. And they've got a very, very young attacking end. I think most of them aren't even 22, 23 years of age. So, And their coach, Raina Block, we actually spoke to her yesterday on Inside Netball, and she said they know that they're up against it and that these players are so young and they just have to make the most of the opportunities. But she said really for them to win a game, all of her seven out on court need to play a perfect game, which, you know, really it just isn't possible. So they know they're up against it. They're not going to be a long season. So for me... I think when they lost George Fisher, they just, I think they should have taken more time. And I don't know what the circumstances are, the time framing, but I think they needed to look elsewhere to bring in a player uh, of equal calibre. Yeah, it's very concerning. They, they sit at the, at the foot of the table. They have just one point uh, heading into round six. They have a, a, a negative goal differential of 118, which in, a, in a, a game that's designed for shared possession, you know, when you, you have your pass off at, at, uh, in between goals, it's a shared possession type of structure of the game. That is, that is an alarming goal difference, negative goal difference. Very alarming. And like, as Nolene said at the start of the year, they want ANZ to go down to the wire, to put players under pressure, heading into a World Cup. And so when it was the first few rounds and then, you know, the steal, they're getting, we're getting beaten by 20, 30 goals. They were just huge mm. blowouts. And no one wants to see it. And like you said, it's such a proud region down there and it is tough for them. And then, you know, when you do look at the stats, even when you watch the games, you can just see them starting to just pull apart in some areas. I will say, though, on the weekend against the Mystics, they lost quarter two, 19 to 9 which is huge. But the rest of the quarters, they only lost by, I believe, two or three goals. So for a lot of the game, they stuck to the Mystics, but it's just these, they go on these big lulls, allowing the Mystics, like I think they went on a run for nine goals, the Mystics, unanswered, and they still didn't Mm. score a goal for about four or five minutes. Um, Marianne Delaney Hoshek is, of course, the, the head coach for the Tactics. Uh, she's brought in uh, Alia Dunn this year. It's turned out to be a great pickup. They sit only a point behind the stars. Yeah, the Tactics, I think they're looking very good. And I keep saying this if there's a year for the tactics, tactics to do it, it's this year. They've got, you know, the Silver First defensive line of Berger and Watson. Then they've done the other end. They've got Alia Dunn, who is, has been the most accurate shooter in the ANZ Premiership over the last two years. And then you've got Tapia Selby Rickett out the front feeding her with a very, very good mid-court as well. So for me, depth-wise across the board, they look very good. They've got Marianne still there. She knows a lot of the players. They've all played together for a long time. Great pick-up in Ali are done. So for me, if the Tactics ever want to win, this is the year they could do it. They've got the team. They've got the personnel. Now it's just about Marianne, I think, getting it out of her team because... As we saw on the weekend, mate, they do. It's still not quite there yet. And when they come up against quality opposition like the Stars, they don't haven't quite figured out how to combat that yet. So for me, the tactics defensively, they are solid, but they need to start playing against, I guess, mid court like the Stars 
and start uh, shutting that down and getting more turnover ball because for me they're the best defenders in our comp at the moment but the Stars made them look very average on the weekend. It's a doubleheader weekend for the Magic and the Stars and uh, that concludes on Monday night uh, as uh, the Magic hosts the Stars this time uh, at the Globox Arena in Hamilton. Um, so uh, where do you see this one going? Uh, I-, I love the concept of Monday night netball actually. So do I. I love Monday Night Netty. I think this one will be a good one. However, the stars, if it comes down to fitness, I think the stars, and I mean, if you've watched all their, I guess, social media, they have trained the absolute house down all summer. And when you watch them, they look so fit and fast. And playing two games in one weekend can be a lot on the bodies. And so I think if it comes down to fitness, the stars will be able to run out the magic. I think the magic... If they play a, a very tight and close game against the Mystics, I just don't think they'll be able to back up against the Stars. I'd love for them to prove me wrong, but for me, I think the Stars, they look more consistent. They're playing great netball. You can see the enjoyment that the team have, and when you have to double up in the weekend, I think the Stars will just be too strong for the Magic in this doubleheader weekend for them. Silver Fern Bolters, have you seen, uh, as we head into round six, anything for... Uh, Dame Nolene to really say, wow, now there's someone that's coming to the equation or on the other end of the scale, someone whose form is uh, a little bit alarming at the moment. No, I think Bailey Mez, she's really putting her hand up to get back into the ferns. You know, she's been a bit quiet over the last couple of years, but the way she's playing this year, she's almost outshone uh, Amelia and Econacio. And we know when you head to a World Cup, we learned it at the last World Cup, that you need to have a circle where you have a holding shooter and then you need a circle that is a rotation circle, so a circle that moves. So we know with Grace Weckett, she's our holding uh, shooter. So we've got a holding circle there, probably with Econacio at goal attack. Now the Ferns need to look at, we need a moving circle. And for me, watching Mez and Econacio together at the Magic, that's the best moving circle at the moment. Because you still have a Maya Wilson, who's a shooter, who's a holding shooter. But if you go between Maya and Grace, you're going with Grace. And then you've got Tapia Selby-Rickett, who adds that extra flair and adds height on goal attack. So she, I think she'll still be there. But when they're looking at a moving circle, at the moment I think the best goal attack and goal shooter combination in regards to a moving circle is Mez and Econazio. So I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey Mez is there this year. Okay, interesting. Uh, one final question for you, and I'm asking you to take one hat off and put the other one on. How about them one New Zealand Warriors? <laughs> you can ask me this anytime, Smithy. What are you there having? Like, we knew when Andrew Webster came, like, we knew what he was bringing, being with the Panthers for the last few years in that assistant role. And then you could hear the players talking about that they've bought in and the culture and everything. But to be fair, you know, we have heard that before. But then to see them actually out on the field, and it's like they really do have each other's back and they believe in the system. And you see them. I like on the try line, saving, saving tries and making tackles for each other, which I think we haven't seen for a long time with this Warriors side. And it's even on the weekend when they're 20 nil down, it's like they have this belief and this trust in each other, which I don't think we've seen for a long time. And I tell you what, makes my job a lot easier when they're on this, uh, when they've been winning, Smithy. Aren't those winning interviews easier than the losing ones? Oh, they're the best, aren't they? 
<laughs> you did right, Courtney, and you do them well. Hey, so uh, thanks so much. Uh, have a terrific uh, Easter if you can, um, and we really appreciate you giving us your time this morning. Thanks. Amazing. Thanks, Lucy. Great to talk to you.